Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's uh, all to play Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. What is going on behind me here? It seems like it's all blurred. Maybe I've got, I found some new feature, I think. Look at that, <laughs> Look at that Patty. Look at that. I can, I can bend time just like John McGinn can bend it into the back of the net from a bazillion yards. What a great goal he scored. I'm sure we're going to get on to talking about that in a moment, Patty. I can tell you what it's not. It's not the beautiful Irish weather anyway, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, do you know what? It, this is it's so cloudy and mucky and like pea soup outside. It could have just it could just have come into the into the place. That I mean, it could have just morphed its way in. It's like something out of last, I'd say. Um, but let me try and rectify that, Paddy. Paddy, Aston Villa three, Lazio nil. Finished three nil, didn't it? Because I missed the last minute. <laughs> just, just, it did finish three nearly. <laughs> I missed. I missed the last minute. No, of the game no. of, um, <laughs> oh, there we go. That's much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three nil. Um, I really, really, really assured performance, Paddy. I mean, like that was. Uh, I think Villa might even in in, in a couple of ways be a bit, be a bit miffed, bit annoyed that Lazio didn't put up too much resistance. They didn't put up too much. Um, uh, like Villa just had their number at every corner, at every turn. I think, and at every corner, I thought I thought Villa looked like they were, they were attacking in different areas from corners themselves. Albeit we didn't score from north, but uh, I just thought Villa looked like they had their number. It looked like they were a week, a week and a half, two weeks maybe further along than Lazio were, which is surprising because Mauricio Sarri is, is 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 quite a good manager and he's known for for being well drilled like that. But uh, we bossed it. 
We busted, and and look, to, to be honest, after what I've saw in the last two weeks, I kind of expected it. In in the in so far as I don't think Lazio are any good, I think it's a glamour friendly by name and only by name. In and they've they've got a couple of names on on their uh, on their books, but not not enough to trouble us. But in saying that, I thought they fought hard. I thought they, I thought they put in a couple of nasty challenges throughout the game as well. And um, we'll get to that later on. But they're 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 well yeah. capable of mixing it with it. Mixing it with the big boys in 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 the uh, in Syria. So look, it's a it's thankfully one that we've come out of unscathed by the looks of it. There was a couple of a couple of challenges in there, and bloody Peter Banks, the things he gave yellow cards for, and and the penalty did absolutely nothing when a fella coming off his feet like that. Absolutely, these bloody celebrities in in that PGMOL put out on the pitch. Week in, week out in the Premier League, they absolutely baffled me. They haven't a clue. <clears throat> he, he gave a yellow card um, on a, on a tackle late on. He waited to see how the Villa players reacted before he gave the yellow card. They've no authority whatsoever. They, they're not able to step up and just go yellow card. They have to wait and push people back away from them and everything. Nobody gives a shit about them. They're, they're just absolutely awful. And they brought in all these new rules about surrounding the referees. It should be. Absolutely, I, 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 it's going to be a shit show for the fourth weekend because you know how how they're going to manage the likes of Bruno Fernandez and his ilk is uh, <clears throat> is beyond me. But look, that's that out of the way. The most important thing is we have hey, exactly. performance. I'm no, laughing not here. Anymore. I'm, I'm laughing here. Not talking any more about referee because we were. Brilliant. I know. I'm la- I, I, and I'm laughing at you here because preseason is only just for the just for the players to get up to speed for the regular season. Paddy just did his little bit of a preseason there about the refs there a moment ago. No, but like he, if, if you if he if he stamps his authority on that penalty and gives a yellow card, those challenges don't fly in for the rest of the game. And that that's my biggest concern. I wasn't concerned whether Ollie Watkins put the ball in the back of the net. I was concerned that Bubakar Kamara was getting off the ground after that challenge. That's that was my sole focus today. The game, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the game at that stage didn't matter. But when I saw him lying on his back, I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. one we cannot deal yeah. with at this stage." And so, and it was anyway, as well. I, I think when 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 the tackle went in, Bubakar Kamara was kind of outstretched or like he had tried to ta- touch the ball past him if I remember rightly so it was one of those ones whereby if the tackle comes in when the person is stretching and the person is stretching when they're, when they're trying to move the ball it's usually the force of the tackle um, will be way worse than the evasion evading force if that makes sense but no look he mm-hmm. got up and he was fine um, uh, it was yeah it was <clears throat> like like Lazio towards the end I think Lazio knew that they were outmanned they were outgunned they were outmuscled um, like Tati Castellanos or whatever his name was came on the guy who scored um who scored those goals against Real Madrid last season um a good player but but came on and like there's no need to be there's no need for <coughs> kind of like stamping him for his toes and stuff like that and just messing what like he was doing with Mings Mings would have picked him up and snapped him in half it's that simple and yeah. um Mings didn't really get involved you know um which I wouldn't have expected him to. 
Um, but uh, yeah, look, there was just there was a small bit of niggle in it. But look, Paddy, I suppose it's good to have that too, and that I take that as a compliment. And uh, at this point of the season, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what I took it was that they weren't up. They weren't up for 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 playing us. They weren't good enough to come up and play us. So they decided to yeah, yeah. to do to do that kind of stuff. But look, um, I think it's we we've got that out of the way. Let Let's talk about an amazing first half performance because for for. Yeah. T- 33, 34 minutes. I thought the first 33, 34 minutes were exactly how I would like us to play going into the Premier League season. There was just some amazing things to talk about. There were just some incredible passages of play to talk about. We just have so much excitement and expectation around this team. It is amazing. The, literally the only negative the only, the, okay I'm going to have one negative and I'm going to have I'm going to have one thing that was pointed, pointed out to me as well I think the only two things that we did wrong in the first half was when Olsen chipped that ball to the to the edge of the area and Lazio uh, to a Lazio guy nothing came of it but he, it was it was a misplaced pass pass and then obviously the, the penalty miss and look we'll talk about the penalty miss in a moment Paddy you know like everybody here who watches the podcast knows I, I, I think Ollie Watkins is very is a very good footballer um, I will put my hands up and, and, and as I've said before in a run in last year last year I thought the player in form should, should be taking the penalties and, and, and but I think like it was really just because that he was in white hot form we need a new penalty taker I think that that I, and I'm willing to admit that Um. And while I like, while it didn't matter in this game, and like we could have won this game five six, we could have won this five or six, we really could have. Um, we could have. Yeah. shot off the bar. Um, when Dia had one that was saved. Uh, someone had a header as well in the first half. I think it was the Chambers had a header that was saved. Maybe. Um, you know, we could have we could have won this this at a canter. But when we play Newcastle on first day of the season, if Ollie Watkins steps up to take a penalty, even me, the conductor of the Ollie Watkins fan bus, always have been. Uh, go back to the days of Team Paddy, Team Neil, you know, Ings, Watkins, all this kind of crack, you know, I've just, I just, I like what Watkins does and I'm kind of saying if he goes, if he steps up to take a penalty, I'm covering my eyes like this as well because I just don't know, he's probably got a 50% hit rate, I'd say, for, for Villa at the moment and, you know, where yeah. we want to go, we're going to need to capitalise on penalties and I think with the speed in this team, Paddy, I think with the speed and I think with the high press of this team, penalties could become a familiar thing for us. And uh, they're going to need absolutely guarantees. Huge. Yeah, and and yeah. and it is it is something that needs to be discussed and something that needs to be talked about because, um, look, some of the best players I've ever played with couldn't score a penalty to save their life. A penalty, a penalty taker. It's either in here or it's not. And for me, it's not in Ollie Watkins. We have so many people there, dead ball specialists, well able to take free kicks, corners, set pieces, any any kind of set piece. So it's time to change Thielemans it. It's got to be Tielemans. It's, it's either it's either Tielemans, it's Luca Dean, mm. or it, it's Coutinho, depending on who's on the pitch. Surely there's somebody more consistent that will be playing, that will be able to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that at another stage. But... Um, we can't we can't afford to be turning up those opportunities when they come. So, um, we're I there's no such thing as Team Neil and Team Paddy. We're we're both on the same team with regards yeah. on Watkins since was a joke. Since, since he oh no no I know that since since he came in since Emery came in we're all on Team Watkins. He's been absolutely brilliant. We have to credit Emery for his transformation just to simplify his game and put him in the positions. And we saw that with the goal he got. 
Now, yeah. top of the goal he got, it was like watching Paul Merson over pass. the game. Paul Merson pass by Yuri Tielemans. And you're just mm. there going, oh, my God. It, it just... Yeah. It, it, we have so much Walk expectation here. And, and, and that's the worrying thing going into this season because we've just got these incredible footballers and so many of them. Um, we could we could be potentially going into the new season where our best signing for the second year in a row is a free signing. <laughs> and it's absolutely yeah. mad to think that that's the case. Incredible. Okay. And look, you know, I, I'm not one of these big believers. Or I'm not one of these big champions of net spend. Uh, net spend the next year. years. Everybody who listens to the podcast, the two things that kind of make me, make me sit back and go, okay, <laughs> once you start talking about those, I don't have anything more to offer to the conversation because I now know we're clutching at straws for where we want to go with regards to, to, to the conversation here because um, both of them are, uh, look, if to, to me, they're silly. To me, they're uncontextual and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but won't get into it too much now because I, like your refs, mine, mine is XG and mine is, mine is net, spend, net, net transfer spend. Yes, there, there are two metrics that you can look at, but realistically, in the greater scheme of things, they don't mean anything. Um other than in that specific moment in time. Like, as you said there, Paddy, net spend for Tielemans and for, uh, yeah, Martinez and Pens like Shilver, I'd love that. Uh, <laughs> net spend for Tielemans and Bubakar Kamara for two central midfielders. You would realistically be talking in the market now, like like Tielemans, we'll still say he's 25 million, 25 million pound player. Um, and for Bubakar Kamara, you're looking at 30, 40 million, you know. So to save yourself 65 million, and then you know to get them for free is just absolutely outrageous. It's not, it's it's outrageous money um, saved that we have there. Um, also, Paddy, you know we talk about uh, even the money that we spent. It's looking like we're, we've we've spent really well in Moose the Abbey. It looks like we've really spent. And I know we're talking about that goal and that that pass from Tielemans is just sublime. And that's a tactic I think Villa have now is to pull Watkins out that that way. Remember the goal that the Abbey got when. Um, uh, or to pull a player out either left or right. Douglas Louise's long ball over. I think that was actually looking for Watkins, but Watkins made the run in behind the Abbey and it actually went a small bit further forward Watkins mm -hmm. and then the Abbey had the pace to get onto it. So I think that's an actual tactic for Watkins to pull so far left to drag a centre half out of there that a midfielder maybe has to think about backpedaling or maybe trying to trying to come forward to Douglas Louise to try and stop that pass. And he was able to dink it over the top. Tielemans did the same thing today. Although Tielemans' pass, I think, just had a small bit more about it. I thought it was a beauty today. And he played brilliantly. And that's why we have him on the on, on the front page and the, on the thumbnail of this. Because I'm excited about him. His positional pace, his positioning was really good today. And, you know, you hear all these people say, doesn't have a motor, doesn't have the engine for, for Premier League football. That may turn out to be the case and on match day 28, 29, 30, 38. Whatever, whatever it is, but so far in preseason, I'm not saying that I'm not seeing this guy who doesn't have the engine or can't cover the ground because I thought he was absolutely everywhere tonight, and I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you you don't need to be uh, a speedster or a, a world and speed record holder to be a brilliant footballer. Thankfully, uh, neither was Paul Merson, who I alluded to earlier on for the past. Oh. Um, he just, I, I think it was 76 or 77 minutes before I saw him give the ball away. Um, the, the guy is just an amazing, like, 
I, I, I'm, I'm lost for words because I've actually fallen in love with the guy over the last week and a half from watching him in America to to to, to being there tonight. And uh, as some people said to me on Twitter, he, he's not a lone player, so knock yourself out. <laughs> so um, I, I have a funny feeling that my uh, my away kit is coming in with the number eight on the back of it for sure. Um, it's just it just begs belief that we're we're in this situation. Um, I think the third goal, while it was a nothing goal, if you go back a few steps into it, epitomised our performance. Dougie Louise and Coutinho passing amongst themselves and the, and the boys shit themselves yeah. and went to close them down and completely left Seb Revan on his own. And it just goes to show that we have oodles and oodles of talent all over the pitch and you just can't afford to leave the other guys because they will do you damage, and that was shown tonight. So, there you go, Paddy. Paddy Miles Morris says, Hard to believe we got McGinn, Kamara, and Tielemans for less than we saw at Kearney. Uh, if, um, you're, if you're if you're let to believe, <laughs> if you're let to believe what if you're let to believe what, what, what Wesley went for, considering they bought all his contract, apparently they bought all his contract and his, his add on bonuses, which I read online during the week. We got them for less than we sold Wesley for, apparently, <laughs> when all things taken into account. So just, just to put that into, into perspective there, um, Miles. Um, but Paddy, yes, look, uh, Tielemans, uh, really, really good. And um, uh, that, that third goal, as you mentioned there, the two lads play, passing the ball around. And we, I've specifically not spoken about McGinn's goal here because we'll bring that in uh, into the end because I just thought, like, John McGinn is... John McGinn is getting hero status very, very quickly. Well, I won't say very quickly because he's been here, what, five years now? Six years? Um, he's the longest serving player, I think, in the team. But he's getting hero status um, slowly but surely, I think, uh, over that time. But for that third goal you mentioned, uh, Douglas Luiz and Coutinho, I thought Coutinho played well when he came on. thought he played nice. Uh, I thought he had a really nice, it, yeah. uh, a nice passage of play around the edge of the area and had a shot, got his shot away, and I thought he was unlucky not to score. It was a good shot um, that he got away. Um, I thought Bailey played well tonight. I thought he looked confident for the first time in probably since Leeds away. Was it Leeds away? I think it was Leeds away. when Just after Una Emery came in, he hasn't really looked that confident. Um, but like I thought he looked confident. That he looked, I, th- I thought he looked... Um, Purposeful when he ran with the ball, um, linked up well with the Abbey, which you would expect. Maybe that could be something. Um, but I thought he was okay. Um, and who else did I think I had someone else marked out as well? That I thought played well today. Um, can't think. Oh, Chambers, Callum Chambers. I thought Callum Chambers was really good right back. I thought he was assured. Yeah. There was one ball that came across the box. He backheeled it out to the edge of the area as cool as you like. He was good in possession. He buckled the fella off the ball. I, you know, Callum Chambers for me tonight. I, I, I can't fault anyone to play tonight. And I talk, but I thought that you know, Callum Chambers said, "Screw this preseason. If people are writing me off and Villa need a right back, throw me in there. Let me see if I can do it." I thought absolutely it was fair play. Yeah. Um, just first off, before we forget, Matt Hallen, thank you very much. As thank always, you, Matt. yes, thank you. Really appreciate Great that. Great podcast, um, Simon. Simon, I am absolutely not having a go at you, but I thought Olsen, bar his one pass, had an excellent game tonight. And the one thing I loved about it, we saw little shades of Emmy Martinez with him playing sweeper-keeper, especially in the second half, where the ball came along over the top. Now, you say he didn't didn't 
face Premier League level no, press. Didn't. But remember, we imposed the press on them for 90 minutes, which made it very difficult for them to press us. So it's all swings and roundabouts with this one. But mm. the credit where it's due, I, I, I thought he was exactly. on the ball. And I, there, was a, there was a couple of times in, in, since Olsen has joined where I expected him to be out playing sweeper-keeper, and he wasn't. And he did it twice tonight really, really well. One of them was offside, or no, he I came think- down the header. I think what we'll do, Paddy, I think, look, with regards to, with regards to Olsen, we've we've kind of both had our say, and I have my say twice because I'm greedy, but we've both had our say on Olsen, I suppose it's specifically after the memory thing, but I, I think I think what I'm going to say now is that, listen, you know, until he goes, he's our backup goalkeeper. We can give out about him all, all we like, but mm. it's not a case of, we can't just turn around and say, oh, do you know what, we'll try John Duran in goals. And I know I'm going to see the comments come up here and go, Jesus, up for if John Duran was in goals, he's probably <laughs> going to come. But it's not like it's not like you can turn around and say, "Hey, let's play John McGinn at left wing back," or let's bring in another centre half and change the tactics. Every tactic has a goalkeeper, you know. And if Unai Emery doesn't sell him, yes, we can bring up, we can promote a younger player, or we can somebody from somebody from the um, from the, uh, the the academy. But what I find it is, I find it very difficult to, uh, you know, he, he's basically all he will be all we have if we don't sell him. And 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 that's so. I suppose where I'm going to speak about him is I'm going to speak about him well if he does something well. I'm going to speak about him. I'm going to kick him to the curb if he does something bad. Just like I suppose with any other player. But he's the last line of defence, and and essentially he is actually the last line of defence because if Emmy Martinez goes down, it's him. And mm, then of course. so, so yeah. when everyone says Emmy Martinez is the last line of defence, is not. It's your backup goalkeeper. Is and uh, while we may not all be in agreement with it, and this isn't anything about anything you said tonight. It's just, it's just, just on Olsen in, in general because I could feel that ten games into the season we might have a comment on Robin Olsen. <laughs> you know, if things are going well, well, you know, it might be a thing of do you think we will get rid, rid of Olsen between now and, and the end of this at the end of the transfer window? Should I say? But until we get rid of him, you know, I, I think we should. We kind of just have to kind of go with it as it is and um like there's so many different <coughs> bits and pieces that we can talk about tonight and, and we can give him kudos for the the couple of passes that he wouldn't have made last season or playing sweeper keeper or whatever the case may be but uh you know until he pulls out that worldly and until he strings together like the first half he had against man city two years ago in the very last game of the season he was very good in the first half was it the first half Second half, can't remember. Uh, one of those games, um, he was pretty decent, in, and then he just fell to pieces in the second half. Um, and he starts stringing those together, you know, it's I am a show me type person. I say I I, I hold Cameron Archer to the to the standard of I know he's got loads of talent, but until he does it in the Premier League, you know, I still think we need another striker in. Go do it in the Premier League. Same with Robin Olsen. Go do it in the Premier League. But until we set him, you know, I I think he's uh, uh I, I I think it's it's, it's you know. We have to have a goalkeeper, and and it's it's it, for me it's um it's not much really more that I can talk about him on to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Paddy, I let you talk me through the John McGinn goal because I just loved it. We get we get that in a sec because I've I've highlighted this comment from. from oh, sorry, Bob. yeah, sorry. He, he said still no Dendonker. I I've I've no information on that. Uh, his, Dendonker his, came back. Is training. Is there half had a baby? Yeah. Yeah. He's only he's only just come back so, into training. With regards to Diego Carlos, I would imagine that was a um injury management decision to leave him out tonight. And we would probably see him involved on Sunday, unless Unai Emery comes out and says otherwise that maybe he had some kind of knock after America. 
but that's what I would imagine would happen. We are not going to see Diego Carlos after the injury he had been involved in a team 48 hours apart for, with a game 48 hours apart. So that's my opinion on that one. I don't think there was any real need to kind of even give him 20 minutes tonight. Like it's a marathon a sprint for somebody coming back from the Achilles. And as I say, he wanted to have a look at Seb Revan. We got without it, we wouldn't have had a chance to look at Seb Revan, should I say? We wouldn't have had a chance to see Chambers play all those minutes at, at right back, and then we moved into centre half. And look, Ezra Kanza gets better and better game by game. He's just a very solid, very good player. And I know, I know the whole Portugal thing might have been debunked recently, whether he could or whether he couldn't play because somebody maybe didn't have their passport, but like. Portugal would be stupid not to take a look at him because Southgate certainly won't play him unless he changes his name to Esri Cody. Um, that's the only way he's going to get a game or get in the squad for... Um, for, uh, for Neil, for, is this the most Roy Keane comment you've ever read? Yeah. <laughs> it's job. Do your job. Did he give birth to himself? Job. No. Do your job. Neil, Do your job. Neil as a man who we, we have seen over the last few weeks starved of sleep, we, we know exactly where he's coming from. I, I've been that soldier. Um, many years ago now, thank God, I don't have to worry about the kids not getting asleep. Yeah. Um, but thanks very much, James, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you tell me, you talk to me about John McGinn's goal. Well, <laughs> the, the only criticism I have of John McGinn is we don't see enough of them because we see them every time in Scotland, but that is more down to the, the tactics more than anything else. We know he has it in his locker. I was there the day he hit that probably the best goal I've ever seen at Villa Park against Sheffield Wednesday um, back in the championship. Um, and it was just... Staunton's? Staunton's wasn't at Villa Park. You <laughs> oh, well, sorry, you said Villa Park. All right, all right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the ground. You just disappeared again. <laughs> Did you fall? I'm sitting on the ground. I'm, no, I'm fucking kneeling here and it's just, it's, it's difficult. So I'm going to sit on the ground. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, it was hard to tell whether I think it clipped off a guy's head on the way in, but whatever it was. But look, we know John McGinn has that in his locker. It's up to it's up to the, the coaches and the management team to get him into those positions to score goals because we know he can do it. How many times has he done it with Scotland? We've seen him so many times prop up with those 15, 20-yard goals. The guy has it in his locker. We know he can do it. Unfortunately, we've been playing with a team that hasn't been able to get a player, John McGinn's ilk, into the game. You know, we've signed this guy for two and a half million. Look at the service he's given us over the years. He's been absolutely immense for us. 
I wouldn't have a bad word said about him. If he fell out of favour tomorrow, fell down the pecking order, there is a status there of legendary value for, for John McGinn, I think, forever. I think he will he will be known throughout our fan base as being one of the most important people who started our rebuild from the championship to get us into the Premier League. And it gives me so much pride and pleasure to see him flourish and be part of a team that we spent lots of money to have him in there. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he's the captain as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And look, do you know what? Downright solid, really nice. Uh, honest to God human being too. That's another thing. You know, uh, same with Tyrone Mings. Downright solid, yeah. honest, nice, just human being. And, you know, Paddy, you've often said it before, the No Dickheads Club, every every team should be the No Dickheads Club. Now, not every team can afford to have that. You know, when, as we know, Mr. Mr. Cristiano and Mr. Mr. Bruno and a couple of more, they come across on the field as being, um, as, as maybe not being the best team players as such or whatever, and, 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 but they may be <laughs> in the dressing room. But these guys just come across as solid individuals, hardworking, and both of them had to break their absolute keisters to get where they got to, like the story of Tyro Bings in a call centre. You know, um, John McGinn having to bust his uh, having to bust his ass to get get from it uh, to, to even get into was it was he with Saint Mirren and then he went on to Hibs and then on to the Premier on, on to us as well. So you know, yeah. um, comes from a footballing family, albeit, but still, you know, you still have to get to the top level. So fair play to him. You know, will and want and and I suppose ambition. You know, you can't kill that. You can't kill that. And some people and. Just delighted to have him on board. Yeah. But that goal was something special tonight and he fairly pinged it in. It absolutely, it absolutely was. And given the day that's in it, the anniversary of, of the day that we signed Paul McGrath and yesterday, the anniversary of us signing Steve Staunton. Um, yes, yeah. I do agree that pound for pound, McGinn's one of the best signings we ever made. When, when you think of the steal we got him for and we probably would have never got him if Celtic had paid the other half a million. And that's that's the that's the truth be told. He could have went and played Champions League football at Celtic for another half a million, and Celtic penny pinching as usual didn't pay the money. Yeah. I'd say they regret that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like we're on to it's going to be really interesting because we're on to Valencia, I suppose the the, the the team we're going to after tonight. They're, they're going to be a flight tomorrow morning, like probably get over to over to Spain. Get a training session in in the local locale in the climate, and um, play the game on on Saturday, and then back on a plane Sunday and back home again and get ready for Newcastle. So it's exciting times, and the games are coming thick and fast. Paddy, if I was to pin you to the wall and ask you to give me my give me your starting eleven, I, I don't need you to give me your starting eleven. Don't don't <laughs> name one to eleven, but would you be able to? Like, would you be confident in writing? Nine or ten or four in in marker and then the rest in pencil. So, we, like, like, where? How confident are you? You could name the starting eleven. I I could name the starting eleven for next week. I couldn't name the starting eleven for Saturday. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I mean for Newcastle. That's what I'm talking about. Newcastle. For Newcastle, yeah. I I I reckon I could get, I could get at least nine correct for Newcastle, but. Yeah. He, 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 in my opinion, he threw a curveball today because I was sure that today was set up to prepare the, the players for for European football and to do the two games in 48 hours and see what the turnaround is like. But 
he brought in a load of players today that we weren't expecting to start and made huge changes at halftime as well. So, um, or not halftime, was it, was it early in the second half or was it halftime? Which my, uh, my Villa some, TV went down at halftime. Yeah. Um, it was staggered. It was staggered. Okay. Um, but look, it's, uh, I, I, I could. Do you, do you want me to name them? No, no, no. I said you don't need to name them. No, no. I just want to know how confident you were that you. Could. Yeah, we, we, we have a lot to talk about next week. We'll, I'll try and name them next week. But we, we, we'll do our usual, um, going through the each month and how many points we get in each month and try and work it out that way to to where we'll finish. Mm. Um, as luck would have it, most of, most of the first few months were wrong last year, but. I think by the time we got to the end of the season, we weren't far off a points total. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. And can you imagine if we played like that for the full season? But anyway, there you go. Yeah, exactly. A couple of people asking where where John Duran is uh, at, at the moment. The club haven't really said much, uh, much, but as far as we know, he's kind of just training, building up fitness, mm-hmm. and just being kind of kept there. Um, I would say, you know, if Villa get a, get a striker, he goes out and loan. If they don't get a striker. He's brought into into contention, but I don't think there's any huge kind of um, there's no issue or anything there with him. I just think he's as raw as hell. I think that's pretty much it. And I think the fact that the club uh, had X amount of players to bring to bring to the states, he missed out on that trip, um, and that's that's probably it. I don't think there's any panic buttons being pressed with him at, or anything at the moment. I think it's just a case no. of and, and remember he, he was kind of nursing he was nursing an injury he too. He was so. nursing an injury as well, yeah. yeah. And Unai Emery did come indeed. out in, in one or other of the interviews and say that he was part of his plans this year, which he did with Cameron Archer, Robin Olsen, Philogene Bedace, all of them. So we, we've we've got to take him at his word and realise that we've 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 got a, a big enough squad now. We're probably a couple more to go out and maybe a couple more to come in. So uh, I still think we're a striker, Paddy. I still think we're a stri- we need a striker for me to turn around and say. We've got our bases covered. Bar goalkeeper, okay. Let's not get into the goalkeeper yeah. game, but we've got our bases covered. If we if we bring in another senior striker, another experienced yeah. I, striker. I don't see I don't see anyone senior going out. So I think if we sign oh. a striker and sign a right back, I'd be very very happy. And I don't even think we'll sign a right back. We we may we may not haven't seen haven't seen Konza Chambers and Cash share that position. Yeah. But if for example, the likelihood of those three chambers could go out. So if chambers went out, then we could sign a right back. But they're the two positions yeah. I think are key now, just to have top quality backup. That's that's what I'd be happy with. If the transfer window ended in midweek next week and we've signed the two of them, I'd be very very happy. Yeah, absolutely. People are talking for for Antares in in the in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a dream. I think that would be really, really, really good. Uh, look, once again, we'll let Manchi and we'll let Unai do their thinking. Uh, 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 we're not, we won't have anybody. Well, PSK, I think I saw him pop up there a minute ago. Um, we might be, we, we might have someone in, you know, we might not have somebody in, but I think that, I think rumours will start to, start to gather pace um, between now and, and probably the weekend, probably next weekend. And uh, you know, in incomings and outgoings are always possible until the end end of the um, and the transfer window. So 
we'll take it from there. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be exciting, and and this team is going to be exciting. And for once, we're not just trying to win the off-season Olympics by signing the best players. It looks like we've signed some good players to come in amongst already good players, and and really formidable and really really good manager. Fair play to Unai Emery. Fair play to whoever decided to go and get Unai Emery really is, uh, should be on everybody's Christmas card list because games like That's tonight amazing. are Unai's plan. And, uh, yeah. you know, if we can if we can go to Europe and play against teams, uh, as somebody said earlier on, and they are correct, that Lazio finished second to uh, Napoli, in the, although I'll be at a distant second, they finished second to Napoli in Serie A last year. So there are no mugs. And, like, if, we, if we're in the Conference League and we can go and we can boss games like that, We'll have some really exciting Thursday nights, all the way up until the final, hopefully, and uh, and past that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna let myself get fucking carried away. I'm gonna let myself get carried away about tonight, Teddy. Getting it. carried away is okay, Neil. And 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 Ronan gave out gave out to the two of us earlier in 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 the uh, in our group chat because he he said he said something on the podcast the other night and he didn't get it. and and I actually saw the comment coming in, so I've made a point. Oh, which one was this? One. Um, I talk about the kids. This this one, um, I saw this one come in, but the, the reason I've highlighted this one is because there has been a lot of talk today about but this Aaron one. Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey going to Burnley for 10 million. million. I'm going to take I this would... one, Petty, because I'm going to get something off my chest. I'm going to take this one, because I'm going to get something off my chest. Go ahead. If Man City can sign, if Man City can sign albeit England's under 20 or whatever, 20, under 21 goalkeeper who did have a really, really good championship. So they can sell him for, for 19 million to Burnley. Okay, if they can do that, when we have a player who has proven pedigree within the championship, and they're looking to sign him for ten million, and no, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it just because the player comes out of Man City. And look, this guy, this isn't a, a, a criticism of James Trafford. It's not. It never has been. It's not a criticism of Shea Charles, who Man City sold for twelve million to Southampton. It's not a criticism of any of those guys. Romeo Lavia last year, okay, went on to be a fine player. Um, it's not a criticism of any of those. Why do Man City get to dictate the price? Yeah, Gavin Bazuna. Why do why do Man City get to dictate the price to whoever the hell they want when they're selling young players who have zero, yeah. zero, zero experience? Okay, maybe they might have League One, League Two experience. Aaron Ramsey has two loans. I'll be one, one, one not so good and one, one very good loan to the um. To the to the championship. If they're yeah. selling for ten million, it's their own fault. Absolutely, and, and, fault, and look, you know, I, I for for this reason, these two reasons alone. This week, this week we've seen uh, Louis Barry, who to me I thought his future was elsewhere, sign a new contract and go up straight out on loan because they feel number one, they may need to recoup. What, what they uh, have invested in him in paying the wages, paying the money to West Brom, paying the money to, to Barcelona to get him in. And then they did the exact same thing with Finazaz. They have faith in these guys that there could possibly be a six-month or a 12-month loan away from being playing first-team football. So I doubt very much that £10 million would cut it for, Alan Ram- for Aaron Ramsey. I don't doubt for one minute that he could go out on loan. That is absolutely a possibility, but I can't see him being sold for ten million. I think it sounds absolutely bizarre, and I and and I you know what? I, I think I think we might need we might need have needed to be hard up for that ten million to to, to sell, 
And I just can't see it unless there's something we don't know in the background. I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I think, look, I think, look, if let's just say we do sell him and there's a buyback clause like Man City have done, I think that could be clever. As in, like, you sell him for 10 million and then next year you can buy him back for, like, he's, he's going to be playing Premier League football for Burnley, you hope. Uh, next year you can buy him back if they get relegated, you get him back for 10 million. If they stay up, you can buy him back for 15 or whatever the case is, you mm. know. Um, and then that, 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 that buyback clause then has an expiry date of like the year after or 18 months after the, after the case. You know, there's an awful lot of finagling going on there. It might be an easy way for us to get him out into the Premier League on, on a, a pseudo loan. That's the only way I would be happy with something yeah. like this. And that's the only way I'd tell him. It's messy though, isn't now. it? Am it's I saying that Aaron Ram- It is. Uh, it, but the, the only way I see is like the only way I see us selling him for 10 million is is like that. Now, as I say, do I think Aaron Ramsey is going to go on and, and force his way into the Villa team? No, he may not. But we're at the stage whereby, you know, if other teams are selling off their uh their England international underage internationals and they're highly thought of youngsters for much more. We're not if we don't need that 10 million, and we think that you know he can blossom over the next two years. Uh maybe he gets a loan to the championship again, he's and his price tag goes up, you know. So for me, then if unless the need is there to bring in 10 million, and unless it's very favorable in the buybacks and all that, um I, I just I, I just don't see the need for Aston Villa to get rid of him for, for, for that reason and also for the for the homegrown player. Uh, quarter for um for, for Europe too. Exactly. In their third Ramsey Ramsey, it's like Game of Thrones at this stage. <laughs> there is there is, there is and yeah. his, his name his Cole. name is Cole and apparently the Ramseys are better as they get younger. So why 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 disrupt that trilogy and get rid of one of them? It doesn't make any sense. Um I, he, I went just, out, I, he went out to Egypt, Paddy, didn't he? He went out to Egypt and they actually took him off at half. So there was a tournament they played in FC Z. I think it was called the Z tournament or whatever. And they played out there. And there was uh, I think Sport and Lisbon were out there. There's a couple of other uh, teams from Europe out there. But he played in one of the games, and I think they stopped him playing in the rest of the games because People were coming up and talking to him afterwards from other clubs, and <laughs> um, that was the rumor. That was the rumor that was going around that they actually hooked him in one of the games because they said, "No, nah, we need to keep this guy here." Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was a nothing tournament. They were doing FCZ a favor, I think, because um, they went out there to help, and uh, he started catching the eye of people out there. So um, that was something I read online. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. If you are, what, if anybody close to the Ramses is watching, can confirm or deny that. It would be interesting, but yeah. Um, that's a little one on Cole Ramsey we leave go. it at that Paddy 6 yeah. minutes past 10 lads I, I, 512 people watching jeepers creepers can you please give it a, a thumbs up and if you're not subscribing to the podcast already subscribe I'm brutal at this YouTube thing I love talking to Paddy too much I love looking at your comments too much and I always forget <laughs> to forget to ask people to, to grow the channel X, Y and Z we had an influx of people over the last month though Paddy we had like five or 600 people we, we, we eclipsed 6,000 uh, subs and then I think it was one of the one of the um the giveaways we did, and a lot of people started following. So I don't know whether they're gonna all drop off again, whether they're actually real Aston Villa fans or what the story is. But if you guys do like the channel, please give us a sub. 
um, we're here for the long haul and we're looking forward to a really, really good um, season. For those of you who are not uh, are not regular watchers of the podcast here, we do pre-matches, we do post-matches, we do team sheet tantrums. The team sheet tantrums are always my favourite because there's such optimism there. And as you know, if any anybody's linked via transfer, you get probably too many podcasts about them, but uh, you'll get enough, you'll get enough um, <laughs> for what you want. Um, so yeah, so that's my little sales pitch for the podcast. If you guys do um, are are interested in it as well, also we have a live podcast on the 9th of September. Still open to win to uh, set a, a pair of two tickets to that. Um, all you got to do is email for the love of pomegranate gmail.com and uh, basically give me either your Twitter handle or your Facebook handle or your Instagram handle or whatever it is just to check you out in social media to make sure you're a real person. Um, because I'd hate to give these tickets to somebody who wasn't a real person and then just tell me why you want the tickets. Simple as that. And then we're going to pick people that we're going to pick somebody at random. Um, and uh, we're going to give away those two tickets on Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We give them away on Monday, Paddy. I think I said Monday. Uh, I think I said yeah, Monday, I, the 7th of August. So we stick it Monday, the 7th of August. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll I, I, reckon, I reckon me and you will be back on, on Monday. Number one, it's a bank holiday here in Ireland. Number two, I think the two of us are at home. Are we, are we at home? Uh, <laughs> and, I'm, uh, at home. I'm, I'm at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a bank holiday for me. All right, and number number three, and most importantly, we will know on Monday who we play in the playoff for our Europa yeah. Conference League place. So we will probably we'll probably talk about uh, what happens with um, with Valencia. I think we're both in in trouble for recording on match day on uh, Saturday. Would that be correct? Um. Potentially, I so yes, actually, great point, Paddy. Let's talk about that because um, we'll probably be seeing a shorter Tushi tantrum on Saturday if I'm able to do it, uh, just because my internet is so hit and miss here. And I might be if I'm not in this exact spot, that's why I'm kneeling on, I'm kneeling on the ground here in an exact spot and not at a table or chairs, it's just really hit and miss. So I, I plan to be on. Um, but keep an eye on social medias for that for for uh, team sheet tantrums and so on for for the game on on Saturday. Um, I know Paddy, you won't be able to make it, but um, we'll we'll try and get something out there. We'll get some, we'll try and get something done. Um, on that, I might be coming to you with a beach behind me, even something along those lines. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see about I, that. I I will do my utmost to to get on, even if it's just for the name of the team, just to have a chat. But um. I've, uh, I'm going to a gig that I've been waiting for for a long time, so uh, 
I might not be in a, the mental state to to be able to to talk. Let's just say when it comes around to the team sheet tantrum. But uh, yeah, yeah. All, all good. It's 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 only a friendly. We'll be, we'll be okay, and we'll have a lot to talk about Sunday and Monday. Exactly, exactly. So with that, everybody, it's ten past ten. That's a school night for some people. So I'm going <laughs> to let you guys get back to it, get back to it, get back to whatever you do after ten o'clock on uh, on a Thursday night. But look, really, really nice viewing there from Aston Villa tonight, and and uh, it's been a really positive preseason so far. Um, there's more to come. There's more players to come in, as we say. And the professor is busy working in the lab as we speak. Mister Unai Emery is, and uh, long may that continue in Aston Villa's colours. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. Thank you, Paddy, for coming on in your uh, in your on location broadcast. Uh, as the same for Paddy. and I'm going to say thank you to myself for coming <laughs> able to try make this, make this work because. I'm I'm only short of being pedaling on a bike here to power a generator to power power a fucking uh, here look so that's Neil here Neil we had we had over six hundred people on here at one stage they 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 are the reason to keep keep us trying our best to get on and get these done just because I think I think it's amazing that these six hundred people on a Thursday night are coming in to talk to us to people <laughs> talk talk rubbish about football and. And thank you to everybody for the incredible messages. The people that bought tickets to our live podcast, absolutely blown away. The people still look over tickets for that that live podcast, absolutely blown away. Do us a favor, give it a thumbs up. There's still 400 of you there. Give it a thumbs up. Mm. We, we we know when we say, is that it? That people start dropping off and they go, they go looking for other content. But uh, we always end up talking for another five minutes after that. But please do give, it, please do give us a thumbs so up. We're uh, we're here yeah. for the long haul. As as long as Neil wants to listen to me giving out about referees, I will always drop on here and, and uh, have a chat <laughs> with y'all. And it's a great little community that we have. And uh, even when we're both away from our board broadcasting boudoirs, we still do our best to to get on and, and have a chat with you. So thanks a million. Thank Thanks very much, everyone. I'm going to leave it at that because I can see blinking red lights on what on my uh, on my modem at the moment. So we could be forcefully exited at any moment. <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. Real positive night. I might even go back and see if I can. Uh, well, it won't be on Villa TV until twelve o'clock tomorrow again. I don't think. Um, but uh, yeah, listen if you can find it somewhere else. I'd say watch watch the first half of that again because I really enjoyed it, and I know you did too. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a great evening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa, up the villa. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.